You are listening to the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. I am Kayla Slater, your host, plant-based marathon runner, registered dietitian, online nutrition and run coach, and plant-based foodie. This show is about giving plant-based endurance athletes and active individuals evidence-based information and practical advice so you can be healthy and perform at your best. You will hear from me as well as other clinicians or coaches on how you can live a plant-based lifestyle for your health and performance. Let's go. Hi, everyone. This is episode 61 of the Plant-Based Performance Podcast, and I have a guest with me. I am Coach Kayla, and I have a guest with me, Joey Donaway, and he is from the CEO of Knife Hand Nutrition. And we're going to talk about today what performance means. Um, we'll talk about his training for his half marathon in cold upstate New York during winter. So we have lots to talk about. I'm super excited. Joe and I have known each other for quite a while. I think now we met through our through the plant-based performance Facebook group. Um, and we've been wanting, I feel like, to do this for a while and just haven't. So it's so great to finally sit down with you and talk with you. So first we'll start off with, could you tell everybody who you are um, and just a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. And again, you know, thanks for having me on. And uh, we have been looking to do this for a while. I'm glad our schedules could align finally. And uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Of course. So about myself, oh, this could be the whole hour, I think, if I <laughs> don't handle myself correctly. So you might have to cut me off. Um, That's okay. Well, I like to lead off with, you know, I'm a father, really. When we get into, you know, why knife hands, you know, it really does come down to family for me. Uh, I'm a father of four. Um, I am remarried. I have two older uh, sons from a previous marriage, and I have two little toddlers running around, kind of ruling the roost right now. Um, professionally, uh, I am a, uh, an accountant by trade. Um, and I do, I specialize in taxes, small business consulting, uh, payroll, really, you know, really kind of a one-stop shop for small businesses and, and, and any size businesses. But, you know, uh, because of my journey with knife hand and some of the other ventures I've been a part of, uh, I have more to offer, uh, the small business community. So, um, yeah, I went to school, uh, Syracuse University, graduated from the Whitman School of Management uh, with a degree in accounting and entrepreneurship. Um, in school, you know, the reason I had the uh, entrepreneurship major was, um, and the accounting was, it was definitely by design. Um, I knew that accounting was something that I was strong in, but it would also help enable me to uh, be a little bit more dangerous, so to speak, when it comes to starting a business, be able to lead, read the language of the numbers and be able to diagnose certain areas of my business and make business decisions based on the numbers. Um, so a couple years ago, um, I started kind of getting to a turning point in my life where I was like, okay, I've, I feel like I've done all that I'd like to do in accounting for the most part. Uh, I kind of made the journey from public accounting to private accounting. Um, And, you know, the private accounting sector was just kind of like month after month, the same thing. And it kind of felt a little bit like uh, Groundhog's Day for me. And it just wasn't fulfilling enough. So, you know, I started trying to take a look at like what I was passionate about. 
uh, and what I'd like to do for the rest of my life. And um, I've had a couple little small journeys in the fitness area. You know, I was a college athlete, high school athlete, and um, I was also in the Marine Corps for quite a few years. And uh, staying in shape and eating right has always been something that's been important to me. Um, and other people knew that about me. And, you know, at various points, people have, you know, commented and commended me for, you know, meal prepping and staying structured with my schedule uh, and my workouts. And I've had people approach me about meal prepping for them on, and maybe even helping them train in the gym and stuff. Uh, I had some rough patches in my personal life that kind of prevented me from being able to take on clients and commit to, to that type of uh, role. Um, but you know, with my, my current spouse, I mean, she's my rock. I couldn't be doing any of this without her. There's no question. And, you know, kudos to her for putting up with me to begin with. But, um, yeah, with, with things stabilized in my personal life and I started kind of looking at what's next in my professional life, um, out came knife hand, you know, uh, uh, it started out in our kitchen, you know, like a lot of these stories, you know, I started out doing kind of personal chefing for, for a group of clients of friends and family and, and, and coworkers. Uh, and it evolved to, you know, getting referrals from people who I actually didn't know. And at that point, you know, with some of the advice I was getting, it was the right time to start making that jump to, um, a more legitimate business. So I formed a, a corporation. Um, I got a commercial kitchen. Um, and I even, you know, started dabbling in hiring people and my, my HR, like I wasn't really well versed in HR, but I, you know, kind of learned quick and, you know, that's just kind of how, how, where we're at today. So, uh, there's a lot more in between where, you know, being in the, uh, in the kitchen and in my home kitchen and where we are today. But, uh, I'm assuming you're going to be asking <laughs> questions about that anyway. So I will, yes. I'll, I'll bounce it back to you. Yes. Yes. We'll get, we'll get into all of that, but yes, thank you for sharing all of that. And it sounds like you've had quite a journey to, you know, where you started to where you're at. And it sounds like the business is growing, right. Which is so exciting and probably yeah. so great to see how, where you came from to what it is, um, what it is now. So let's see, let's go into talking more about your own journey as an athlete in, in the Marines. So what was that like? Um, you know, what, you know, specifically were you, were you working on more strength, endurance? What did that kind of look like? How'd you fit it into family life? So oh, it's wow. funny, uh, from an endurance standpoint, like I'm new to this. <laughs> um, I was a uh, speed and power athlete in, in high school. I ran track and played football. Um, football was my passion. And the reason I even even got involved with track was to get ready for football. So there was football mm -hmm. season and then there was off season for football. Uh, but I grew to really like track. I, 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 I was pretty quick. Um, uh, so there was that ego thing of like, wow, I'm actually good. I'm valuable to this team. And, uh, so, uh, I really kind of took to it. Um, I specialized in the short, uh, sprinting distance, the, the 55 meter dash and indoor, the hundred meter dash and outdoor, uh, the 200, the relays, the, um, the field events, triple jump, long jump, high jump. I even did pole vault, which is 
pretty terrifying uh, <laughs> to start with, but you get used to it. Um, and then football. And I wasn't really the kind of student that really aspired to go to college for academics, uh, but with real no, with no real, you know, map, you know, I said, all right, well, I know I want to play sports and let me use that as a way to get into school. And I did. I played football and uh, ran track at Canisius College my freshman year. A uh, new athletic director came in and kind of flipped things around, and s- the sports that I was involved with were no longer offered. Um, so I was kind of on to the next thing. I ended up transferring to St. John Fisher the next year. Uh, they only had a football program, so I played there for a year. And then, you know, like I said, you know, academics really wasn't my strong suit, and I just don't think I was there from a maturity standpoint. And I think, you know, I just, I didn't have really good habits when it came to academics. So I eventually ended up dropping out. Um, it was a tough conversation with my mom. She was like, you know, you're failing. What are we, what are we doing here? Um, so, you know, to lessen the financial burden on her, we both agreed, like, let's take some time off and figure out what I'm doing. Um, so I came back home and uh, basically was I don't really call it homeless because, you know, I just come from a different background. But, you know, I was sleeping on a friend's couch for a few weeks, maybe even longer than that. (laughs) And uh, I convinced him, let's get an apartment off campus. He was an SU student at the time. And we did that. We got an apartment off campus. I started working several jobs. uh, But the whole time, I never stopped training, working out, whether it was in my apartment or at a gym uh, or considering what type of daily movements were workout, right? Like taking the stairs or walking, you know, from this place to that place was always, you know, intentional for me. Um, so holding down a couple of jobs and um, eventually I had a Marine Corps recruiter come up to me and kind of predictable where he was going with it. And he was asking <laughs> me if I knew where a street was and he gave me a card if I was interested. At the time I was doing uh, landscaping and, you know, I was kind of a punk back then. And I was like, you know what? Spare me this. Spare me. Just where do I find? I'm kind of sick of this lifestyle. Like I'm ready to make, you know, you know, write the next chapter. So I think it was 2004. I joined the Marine Corps. I went to Paris Island in South Carolina. Um, and it cl- sounds cliche, but it really was transformative for me. Um, I just felt, you know, empowered. I felt this sense of, you know, greater belonging and greater purpose. Um, and I came back to Syracuse. I, I joined the reserves knowing that, you know, I, I wanted to continue to pursue, you know, an academic per- and become a professional. Um, something in the realm of, I don't know, uh, business at the time. And um, uh, I wasn't involved with sports, but of course I was still working out and I still had the Marine Corps background. Um and uh, yeah, so I did. I did a tour in Iraq during my reserve time, and I had a couple kids. I graduated Syracuse while having a, a couple newborns, basically, and graduated cum laude. So I, I I found out something about myself that I perform under pressure when things get more difficult. And maybe this is just kind of my rough background, where it's kind of like maybe that's normal for me. When things are easy, I feel more uncomfortable. But when things are difficult, I rise to the occasion. So. I did really well academically, surprisingly. Um, uh, so I knew that, you know, I could handle a lot of pressure, juggling family life, academic life, you know, self-care, wh- whether it's, you know, uh, 
mental and emotional or physical care for myself. Um, and that, you know, those are kind of coincide, you know, being physically fit and nutritious really helped with the, the mental and emotional aspect. Um, so those have always been, you know, I knew I was killing two birds with one stone, so to speak with that mentality. Um, and, you know, I knew whenever I took like prolonged times, uh, away from the gym and eating healthy, like I could see the change in my behavior and, and, and how I operated. And so, uh, I, I keep it, whether it's, whether it's full on or just, you know, something, you know, during the week, I always keep the, the fitness and, and, and healthy eating involved in my daily routines. So, yeah. Awesome. Wow. It sounds like it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Uh, I but like I love really scratching the surface <laughs> on that. But yeah, it, yeah. it is quite a journey. Yeah. But I, I love that you realize that you really perform under pressure and the importance of, you know, what that, you know, just working out, taking care of yourself, nutrition, how important that was for yourself and going through, right, the life challenges that you went through, which I think is, is really cool. Definitely good self-awareness of yourself, for sure. Um, and then with that, do you, you know, when, I guess, when Knife Hand came, came to be, um, do you feel like it was more of knowing, okay, I know this is what people need. And I feel like, you know, I've, I've been there and I see what a change that it's been in my life, how important it is. Did that have something to do with, you know, building knife hand, kind of what it became to be? Yeah. So I think, I think the whole plant-based and vegan journey has been an enlightening one. Um, I've taken different perspectives and I, I, I've changed how I see things. Uh, originally when we opened up in my kitchen, it was a paleo style menu. It was meat based, low carb, high protein. Um, and you know, it was, that was like four, four or five years ago. And, and this was before people, you know, plant-based really became mainstream, but I had, I had a, a colleague of mine, you know, bring to my attention, like, Hey, there's this gym. Um, you should really check them out. They're looking to maybe come, you know, add some sort of meal prep to their services. And so I met with them and they started talking about, you know, whole food plant-based and I was like, Oh yeah, I know whole foods, you know, Amazon just bought them great company. And they're like <laughs> close, but not exactly. They're like, it's an actual like way of eating where there's no meat. Um, and it's, and it's not veganism, but, you know, it's closely correlated with, with veganism in the sense that, you know, right. th there is no meat or animal products in, in, included in those uh, in that style of eating. And, you know, for me, I was like I was a meatitarian, right? Like I, <laughs> you know, bacon and meat and, you know, there's just growing up on that. It just seemed like a part of life. So for me, I kind of resented the notion of like, wait, this is a healthier way of eating how and i asked all the silly questions that we have all heard well where do you get your protein <laughs> yada 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 so yeah. i went through those different stages of you know learning about it and uh, ultimately you know I, I made a decision that you know if i'm providing performance meals um i felt like there had to be another layer of like long-term health right mm -hmm. um and it didn't make sense you know i i, I was already dabbling and putting some vegan recipes on my menu to begin with. 
um, because I had, you know, by referral, you know, people were like, Hey, I'd love to be, I'd love your meal prep. I hear good things about it, but can you do some vegan stuff? And I was like, I sure, I, you know, kind of <laughs> self-taught myself how to cook some recipes. Um, but I made the decision to go completely plant-based with my, with my recipes. And I like to make the distinction between vegan and plant-based. And, and I think that's where there's a real yes. divide for me. I don't really identify as a vegan so much because I don't, I, 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 I don't believe in the textured proteins. I don't believe in the meat alternatives. Um, I just feel like we're replacing one real meat that has no real health benefits to another, you know, lab meat that is not meat, but it's, it's just not natural. And it's just something that I just can't get on board with. Um, and, uh, to be fair, I think there's plant-based enthusiasts who say, oh, well, Joe, you use, you know, olive oil in some of your cooking. And I say, yeah, I do. Uh, I'm carving out my own little area of what I consider healthy plant-based eating. Um, so when I look, take a look at like who I am and where I fit in on that spectrum, um, you know, I think if the world consumed as much meat as I did, we'd be in a much better place. Uh, it, from a environmental standpoint, from a uh, ethical standpoint, um, I, I I see meat in certain situations that makes sense. To be quite honest with you, like if someone is more homestead and and they they hunt their own meat and they don't raise. I mean, we look at the waste that we go through for government meat and government you know animal products, and that's the bigger crime to me. You know that we're that we throw out millions of gallons of milk and we throw out millions of pounds of, of animal products a day um, just to make sure that America has fresh animal products. And I think that's the bigger crime going on here. Not so much, you know, consuming animals, because I think there's an ethical way of doing it. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like I see, you know, my meat consumption as a very minuscule compared to what it was. Um, so I guess there's a term called flexitarian. I think that's, I don't know if that'll mm -hmm. ever go mainstream, but <laughs> I think uh, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm, I'm predominantly plant-based. I'm very aware of what I eat. And when I do decide to eat animal products, I try to source it responsibly. Um, and I try to keep it as high grade as possible. Um, so, but I digress. Knife Hand is completely plant-based. We do use traces of oil for sautéing, uh, but... Um, we, we don't use any of the impossible meats, any of the, you know, beyond meats. We don't use any textured proteins, uh, beyond, I guess, I guess tofu and tempeh are like the OG of textured proteins. Um, I'm okay with those, uh, just because of how simple those are. It's just fermented soybeans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, so we do have tofu and tempeh in our products, um, uh, and as far as sweeteners, we don't use any added sugar. We use exclusively pure maple syrup, which means that there's no sugar added to our maple syrup. It's just naturally sweet how it's, you know, how it's created. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes that's alarming to people like, oh, you're, you know, you own a, a plant-based peak performance company, but you still eat meat. I'm like, yeah. And I think it's important for people to know that, that. You know, if you compare it to where I was to where I'm now, you know, I think it's worth applauding how I mean, I don't drink any milk. I, I see no purpose in it. I don't drink milk in the way that I did before. Like I use oat milk in my coffee. 
Um, in the rare occasion that I have cereal, it's usually, you know, um, granola, you know, something healthy and crunchy and that I enjoy. Um, it's got more benefits than, you know, your typical cereal. And I use oat milk in that. Uh, but I don't drink it the way I would drink milk usually. I drink tons of water, um, which I think is really key to anybody's uh, self-care and fitness. Um, and then when it comes to meat, you know, if I go to a barbecue, you know, I feel like I've earned of the weeks of not eating meat. If I go to a barbecue, like I'm okay with having a burger or, you know, having something that might have traces of animal products. Cause I know I'm doing my part. Um, so, so that's kind of where we're at. And, and, and the, and the, if you look at the knife hand, uh, audience, you know, I would, I can't, I'm just making this number up, but I would have to imagine 90% of my customers are really similar to, to me. You know, they're not devout vegans or devout, you know, plant-based eaters, uh, but they're predominantly plant-based and they, they, they stay away from the junk food vegan section. They eat more around the outside and they eat the vegetables and, 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 and berries and uh, fruit um, and grains. Um, and, you know, they may on occasion have, you know, uh, you know some traces of meat. Uh, or animal products. So, so that's kind of like my philosophy. And, you know, with, with knife hand, it's, you know, we're not the perfect product for everybody, but we are the perfect product for a lot of people. Um, and uh, I think, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, you know, sums up like, you know, we really target, you know, athletes because that speaks to me. I mean, I feel like anybody starting a small business it's gotta be, it's gotta be a, a, an extension of you. It just mm-hmm. makes it easier for you to kind of tell your story and grow yes. your business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so being so. an athlete makes sense. You know, I could have, I could have gone in a different direction and been more whole food plant-based mm-hmm. with no oils and been there for the, the medical population that are, people are eating it because their, their lives depend on it where, you know, I was like, yeah, that might be a bigger pool of people, but you know, I don't know how to speak to those people. And quite honestly, like I want to be more involved with preventative uh, health care. I want to be a part of mm-hmm. athletes and people who are eating healthy now so that they don't get to the point where they're a hamburger away from a medical, you know, crisis. Um, mm-hmm. And then you look at the other, you know, part of Joe's life. It's be a professional. Uh, we look at busy professionals throughout the United States and throughout the world, and they're on the go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And usually eating healthy kind of is the last thing. And usually they're getting something that they consider healthy from a, uh, uh, a, uh, a drive-through restaurant or a fast casual. And really it's not healthy. Even you can say healthy on anything and it's legal. You can mm-hmm. say, you know, it's the healthiest choice and it's legal, but it may not actually be that way. Um, so, you know, being able to provide healthy meals that you can grab and go in a fast, active lifestyle, I think is really key to, you know, our success is saying, Hey, you know, finding that audience that, that is, that lives that lifestyle. And then the other, the third Mm -hmm. aspect of, uh, my life is, you know, being a parent, being an on the go parent, you know, four kids, two of them are old enough to be in multiple sports each season. You know, when I get home, it's like, did you eat yet? No. Okay. Throw a, a knife hand meal in the in, in the microwave. You guys know which ones you like. Grab them. Throw them. Five minutes. Five minutes each meal. Dinner's done. They're in nice, convenient bowls. You can take it on the go and eat. Nice. Um, so really, the family aspect, the on the go parent, has really been something that's been growing 
really fast lately at now that I know that it's something that I should be focused on. Um, and I enjoy that because I think, you know, when you look at the, the, the three categories I just laid out, athlete, busy professional and parents, uh, that's the, that's the area I'm most passionate about. I'm very passionate about helping my kids grow, not just have the finer things in life, but know more about life, you know, not trying to, you know, create a nice, comfortable lifestyle because I had it rough. No, I want them to know that the world's not <laughs> this nice, cushiony situation. You need to know that, you know, without my protection, it's a really cruel life. And once you're gone, you know, you need to be able to, you know, juggle relationships because there's, there's, there's sheeps and then there's wolves. And I think it's, it's good to be in the middle, right. And, and be able to protect mm -hmm. yourself, but also be compassionate enough uh, to help lift other people up and enable. So the, the, the whole parenting side of uh, our strategy is, is something that I, I feel strongest about. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it really sounds like these, you know, the meals that you've developed for other people really came out of a need of not just from your experience for yourself, right? But from knowing, okay, people that are busy professionals, people that are athletes, people that are parents, they need easy, healthy meals that are predominantly plant-based or predominantly, you know, really more whole foods, I would right. say, you know, less processed kind of things so that they get easy and go because, all of those populations are so, we're so busy, or right? We're so caught up in, but we know how important the nutrition is to help us in those other areas of life. Right. So I love that. Um, so with that, I know you, you mentioned you wanted to talk more about, you know, how performance can mean more than just performance as in like, you know, endurance running or that kind of thing. So talk, could you talk more about that and how performance could mean, you know, take place in these different areas? Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, when you, I think most of us, when we think of performance, we think of, you know, athleticism and stuff, but, um, performance is whatever you define as, you know, a, you know, performing at the top level, um, whether it's on the field, in the office or at home, you know, my customers are looking to perform at their highest level. And these meals give you the macros and the micronutrients to fuel that performance. Um, most of our customers are really smart and they're good at cooking and they're used to cooking their own meals. So a lot of my customers, they're not, I'm buying 20 meals a week customers. They're buying a handful. They're frozen so that they can take them out of the freezer anytime they want. Um, and they have a performance meal that can fuel their active lifestyle at any point in time, whether it's in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, uh, on the go, uh, in the car. If you're, you know, traveling, you know, our meals can be shipped to a hotel. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of all the other, you know, possibilities, mm -hmm. but, you know, they're meant to be the purest form of convenience possible, not meant to be you know, your everyday meal. Now, if, if that, if that's your thing, and if you really want to eat, you know, all these, you know, a bunch of meals and you really don't have the time, then of course we can accommodate that. Uh, but most of our customers, they are more of a, we, we, we eat several a week. We don't survive off them throughout the week. Um, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I love that, that, you know, having that perspective, that performance can be 
more than just on the field, just in that sport. It can be, you know, performance related to being a parent, right? Because <laughs> that is performance. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, I think one thing we can see from athletes is, you know, you can really dial it in. If, if, if a, an elite athlete has these habits that they form and it leads to PRs and world championships or even local championships, you know, there's something to say to that. I think that mentality has really helped me in other areas of my life. Being mm -hmm. an athlete, you know, whether you're a parent yes. and you weren't an athlete, I really highly recommend getting your kids into ath into athletics because it teaches them so much more. You know, I, I, I don't, the parents who are, you know, dead set about getting their kids scholarships and it's all about winning, like, I can't identify with that. I'm not saying it's bad or good. I just, I don't see it that way. I see leadership. I see teamwork. I see accountability. I see responsibility. I see time management. You know, I see learning how to win, learning how to lose. You know, all those things really transcend mm -hmm. to other areas of my life in a professional and from, you know, parenting. Um, so performing and, and dialing in your diet from a, from a, uh, uh, an athlete standpoint that can be copied and pasted in other areas. Your performance can be hindered in a professional setting. If you're not eating right and taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. um, it, it will run you ragged in a home with a bunch of kids. Not everyone has a bunch of kids, but I do, but even with <laughs> one kid, you know, that's a lot for someone to handle. If you're mm -hmm. not taking care of yourself and, and setting good habits, eating right and, and taking care of your physical, it's going to be harder. You're not going to have the energy required to keep up with, you know, crazy toddlers. So mm -hmm. yeah, performance does come in many different forms. And those are just the three that I've hit on. Uh, but those are the three that, you know, I can speak to the most. Yeah. I, I love that. And I, I think that it just really shows to you that these, you know, that these meals aren't just for athletes. Um, but what, you know, I think what ath what you can learn from being an athlete does just transfer. So, so much over to your to your own life for sure. I've seen that in even my my athletic journey as a runner and, and how that just so many things that I've been dealing with, you know, that when in my training and I'm realizing, wow, this is like making me stronger to handle life challenges <laughs> that are thrown at me. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely does. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. Oh, what is the uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge that, and you kind of might have hit on this, but maybe we'll just kind of dive deeper into it. But what do you think is the biggest challenge, you know, either plant-based athletes, plant-based, you know, busy professionals, what is that like biggest challenge you think they have? Do you think it's, you know, is it, is it time? Is it, you know, what do you think is that kind of that biggest challenge? I think it's a few things. I think, yes, there's the time aspect and that's why a, a business like mine even exists. Um, if, you know, it's, it's kind of, I don't want to get dark, but it's, it's kind of sad that we've, we're in this society where it's boom, 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 boom. You know, I can I really do envy, you know, the people that are a little bit, you know, further removed from this fast paced society, live a, you know, slower life. They're a little bit more self-sufficient and self and, and independent from <clears throat> the society. But in reality, you know, we're all kind of caught in this rat race and we're always trying from the beginning of the morning to the end of the night, you know, we're trying to be as productive as possible. And it's like a never ending checklist of things you're doing. And uh, it feels like you can never catch up. And I think there's ways to kind of gain control of that. But um, until then, you know, having 
a convenient plant-based meal available to you um, really is something that can help people. You know, you, we lack the time to cook or, you know, information. You know, we may believe that we're eating something that's healthy and fueling their, your performance, but in reality, it might be more damaging. Um, so I think that education from what's healthy and what's not is really tainted by, you know, government lobbyists. I think you've got these big agriculture uh, companies who have their fingers in, you know, uh, in the government world and they, they kind of control what it, what the narrative is, is what's, what's healthy and what's not. And I think a perfect example of this is just look at school lunches. Like, I don't think there's one person in the entire world outside of someone who's from the dairy industry that can tell me that those are healthy and that we're, we're, we're giving our next generation the right education on what's healthy food and we're not giving them the right nutrition to juggle and prepare for, you know, already at a young, young age, these kids are juggling, you know, a fast paced society. They're juggling, you know, a full-time job as a student, they're juggling, uh, athletics, they're juggling time commitments and they're juggling, you know, their social life. Um, but they're not being, they're not being provided, you know, what I consider accurate information as far as what's healthy. So, um, not only are people, you know, misled on what they're eating is healthy, but we also got the third thing. So like things are coming in threes today. So we've got time of the, you know, the time to do it. We've got, you know, education on what's actually healthy. And then the third thing is, is, you know, uh, ability, right? Like some people just don't know how to cook, you know, they may, you know, and I think that's where you get a lot of the, the veganism. They're able to, um, they think, you know, buying all this stuff that's pre, you know, made for you that's processed you know yeah it's it's satisfying the the side of okay you know i'm not eating animal products but you're also killing yourself with a lot of these products out there um and 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 learning how to cook i I think the vegan community definitely are stronger in the cooking department because they've just had to by nature i mean where we are today compared to 10 or 15 years ago you know they, they're used to cooking. So that community actually, uh, I have less pure vegan customers because they know how to cook. They cook almost all their meals. Uh, they're very supportive and they'll, they'll support uh, vegan style um, companies, uh, but they're not really long-term customers because they, they cook for themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they may have, you know, uh, the, the, the tendency to buy some meals uh, just to have like, right. For in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, cooking is a lost art. A lot of people don't know how to cook. And if they didn't learn mm-hmm. it from their parents, then they learned it from a microwave, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's their only form of cooking. So uh, the biggest challenge is, is the time commitment to meal prepping, um, the time or the, the misinformation that you feel like you're eating. Because it's like I said, it's not illegal to say low fat, healthy, this, like all these labels, they're all legal to put on there. I don't put any of those on there. I put macros. If you know how to read a label and you know how to schedule your macros, you know that our products are healthy. You can read the ingredients list and that's that simple. Uh, not everyone does. They, they, they read the label that's on the front of the package and they say, Oh, healthy. This is where I'm going. Um, and then the third thing is, is, you know, 
even if you were educated and you had the time, you know, do you have the ability to cook? And so many people are discouraged because they try it and it becomes a disaster. And then they kind of resort back to something else like, like a product like mine, because they're like, well, Hey, I know it's healthy. It's convenient. And I can't screw this up. Right. Uh, microwave five minutes, boom, done. So I think those are the biggest challenges. And I think those are the challenges that knife hand specifically addresses. Awesome. Yeah. I think those are, those are definitely, I, I see those same challenges and yeah, the clients that I work with that it's, you know, it's, it's not just time, but it's also, you know, sometimes it's not knowing what to fix and how to fix it or, you know, just right. not having that cooking experience. When, you know, if your parents didn't cook, I see that all the time. People are like, well, my mom never cooked, so I don't know how to cook. <laughs> like, you know, what do I do? Um, so I think that's so great to have something to offer people to know like, okay, here are meals that are, you know, whole foods that are good foods and, you know, you can see in the ingredients, it's whole foods. It's not, you know, crap. It's not processed. Um, and you're right. It, labels can be so misleading. I run into that all the time that people come to me. They're like, Kayla, is this healthy? Is this healthy? It says gluten-free and vegan. Is it healthy? <laughs> and I'm looking at the ingredients or looking in it. Sometimes even whole grain products, it'll say whole grain or something like that. And I'll look at the fiber and I'm like, this only has two grams of fiber. <laughs> and they're right. like looking at me like, but it says whole grain. And I'm like, but it's, <laughs> it's not actually that good. You know, we want something that actually has fiber in it. So I feel your pain on that, that because all I, the time and it's I, frustrating. I, specifically like when I'm at the market and I'm, I'm talking directly to a potential customer and they start asking me questions. They're like, Oh, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of carbs. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, but the carbs are coming from vegetables, not from potato chips. Okay. Yeah. You know, these carbs are healthy carbs, these carbs. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing that why I kind of uh, gravitated towards more performance based because, you know, carbs in my world, in your world, Mm-hmm. We want those carbs. They, they help. They <laughs> help cognitive energy. function, right? Mm-hmm. They give you that that burst of energy you need, you know, prior to a workout. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes people will kind of pick at the sodium content in my meals, and I'm saying, mm-hmm. listen, we we're juggling a few things here. First and foremost, we m- there we're not whole food plant based to save your life. We're whole food plant based for peak performance. Yes. My customers look at the sodium levels and they say that's acceptable to me because mm-hmm. I'm looking to retain water and stay hydrated during my yes. performance, during my workouts and during, <laughs> during my competitive. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the mm-hmm. other side is, is like, listen, you know, if my meals taste like, you know, nothing, then th- I don't stand a standing chance. So like, uh, there's, there's that as well. Like we, we sell delicious meals first and foremost, and they happen to be healthy. They're healthy. They're less processed and convenient. So I, I struggle with that a little bit when I, when, when I hear customers say that, and <laughs> I try not to educate them on all I know, you know, in the, in, in one little pitch, but I say, Hey, listen, you know, we're not for everybody, but we're perfect for a lot of people. And uh, yes. if, if the sodium is concerning to you, then I would recommend, you know, 
talking about our product to your doctor. Um, and I'm always happy to, you know, collaborate with that. And I'm happy to speak to any physician uh, or, or dietitian uh, about, you know, my meals and speak to the, to, to the healthness, you know, uh, a lot of people wonder like, Oh, what about protein? And like the protein's right on the package. You see it, but where does it come from? If it's not for meat, it comes from vegetables. It comes from grains. It comes from chia yeah. seeds, believe it or not. It comes mm-hmm. from so many areas. And it kind of really goes back to like this, uh, miseducation, you know, yeah. we are brainwashed to believe that, yeah. Milk is good for bones. Uh, no, it's mm-hmm. not. Um, you need protein. Uh, you need to eat meat because that's protein. That's not true either. You know, mm-hmm. there are certain things like, you know, you can get from from meat that can be helpful. But the other side of all the bad stuff that meat can present to you, mm-hmm. if you're eating Did a I lot of it, that? it's just not it's just not healthy. There's a lot of meatitarians out there that are like, I eat only meat and my cholesterol is great. I'm like, well, that's great for you because that is not most people. Most people are eating a lot of meat, a lot of processed stuff. And their, 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 uh, their physical wellness is terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. and they continue that and they don't realize later on until, you know, a stroke or a heart attack or any other, you know, chronic diseases that it's not that it's too late, but it's an uphill battle at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a crusade that I'm on, you know, a bigger part of knife hand nutrition. It's not so much to do something that I'm passionate about that I love. That just makes it easier. What, where my goals Mm -hmm. really are is I want to help educate what true real health is. And I think it starts with the kids. So when we take a look Mm -hmm. at the, the groups of uh, people that we, we, we sell to a back, we go back again to the parents, you know, what are you, feeding your kid? What are you teaching your child about nutrition? Mm-hmm. Um, that starts at home. What, whatever you teach yes. your kids at home will uh, trump whatever they're hearing or not hearing at school, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, eventually I'd like to be in a position of power where I can kind of influence what we're allowing our kids to eat in schools and what we're teaching our kids about what's, what's healthy and what's not. Um, so really that's, that's a really big goal of mine is to really address and, and help educate kids at a younger age so that they're able to determine what's healthy and what's not. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. Actually in my past life, I don't know if you know this, but I actually used to teach, uh, nutrition in schools. Um, oh, I, and I loved it. Yeah. And I, I did it as a dietitian for probably about four years before I started doing my own thing, my own online coaching Um, But my biggest thing was I had to follow the government regulations, which uh, the government is the USDA MyPlate. And of course, they have dairy because it's sponsored by the Dairy Council, right? And all that kind of stuff. So that was my only thing about it that was just so hard is I had to tell kids that it was okay that they should be drinking milk. And I was like, (laughs) it was so hard. But I love teaching kids about nutrition, really. But I would try to focus more on like the fruits and the vegetables and trying to get them to get those in versus picking the, the French fries and the potato chips. <laughs> and there's so much wrong with, you know, that like you're forced to teach something or you were forced to teach something that you believed was not true because yes. the dairy industry is in cahoots with the government and the government essentially in a roundabout way is paying your salary. So, mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if we're going to pay you, you got to teach what we want you to teach. Yes. And the government's saying you got to teach what the 
dairy industry is telling you to teach. And it's, yeah. it's very convoluted. And I think um, yeah. that's a difficult situation that you were yeah. in. And I it can is. see how that just wasn't sustainable for you to continue going yeah. down that road. Like who wants to do that? Who wants to teach a lie? That's right. That's yeah. not very fulfilling. Yeah. It got hard. Once I really realized what I was doing, I was like, I love this, but this is getting really hard. Um, and it shifted to, you know, doing more plant-based online coaching. But for a while I was thinking, well, what is if I can have my own plant-based, you know, go into schools and teach kids about plant-based nutrition. Um, but I do know, I don't know if you know this as well, it's kind of a side note as well, but uh, there's a, actually a plant-based school in Florida where I was um, or was living and it, it was in the, uh, I'll have to put you actually just kind of, this is kind of a side note here. We're kind of digressing, but I'll have to put you in touch with the owner of um, the CEO of um, the plant-based school down in Florida. But I believe it's one of the only plant-based schools um, in the nation, I, I believe. Um, but she serves fully plant-based vegan meals. Um, so, so very, it's very a, cool. It's, it's a, um, it's a, like a high school, like a, a school district yes, and they serve through, only plant-based meals. Yeah. I think it was K through elementary school, maybe K through six. I don't think, I don't know if they're middle school, high schoolers or not. Yeah. No, they did have middle schoolers. It might've been K through 12 actually. Yeah. Um, but it was a private what school. The, what was the menu like? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. It, was, it was great. It was fantastic. Like I tried the food and I was like, this is so great. Like this and the is kids so liked good. it. And the kids really liked it. Yeah. So it, it was very cool. I was very impressed. I was like, wow, this is this, we need more of these kind of schools around. Um, but how they did it is it was not a public school. It was a private school. Of course. So, yeah. you know, it's exactly. harder because parents have to pay their kids to go to those schools. But in Florida, I guess that's kind of more normal um, to go to private schools just because the, the public schools aren't that great. Yeah. I think our, I think our society has been groomed but, to appreciate the good things that government does for us, but they've also been groomed to not look at the downside of the other things, you know, um, I think that's a perfect example of if you want to be able to teach healthy plant-based habits, you have to be a private school, no government funding, you know, like, mm -hmm. yes, that's, unfortunately, that's how it's got to be. Right. And, mm -hmm. and hopefully, you know, yeah. people like you and I are helping put, uh, keep plant-based on the map and help grow the, yes. uh, the mainstream ability of, of mm -hmm. plant-based yeah, um, but it's, and, and I, do, do you know if the, if the cooks, if they did everything from scratch or did they buy certain things? How did that work? I believe it was mostly from scratch. Okay. Yeah. Cause I did meet the chef and he wasn't, you know, his background wasn't like a vegan plant-based chef. He was just kind of learning as he went. Um, but I thought he was doing a very good job and he was showing us, like, I was asking him questions, like what kind of ingredients are you using? And, um, it was, it was really good. Interesting, because yeah, I just done a good job. we just actually finalized our certification to do business with the federal government. Um, oh. uh, Knife Hand Nutrition oh. is a New York State corporation, uh, and we are certified as a veteran-owned business. And part of our growth strategy is to get into government contracting and hopefully get some of our products awesome. in cafeteria portions where you can kind of uh, sous vide frozen 
uh, you know, you, you know, the, uh, cafeterias use a lot of, you know, boil stuff. So yeah. boil large vats of, uh, knife hand stuff. And, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. where that fits in from a, from a, a federal standpoint, but you'll be sure I'll be looking into it. Uh, now that we're certified, <laughs> awesome. we're certified to do for okay. government contracts, uh, federally and state. So it's definitely something that I'm going to be putting a lot of effort into researching in 2022. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to just actually just talk to anybody from that school just to pick their brain. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like they're putting in the work for uh, a sustainable model, you mm-hmm. know, and, it, and if they can do it, then other schools can do it. And, you yes. know, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we digressed a little bit, but I want to come back to the point that you made before about meals being not necessarily for those that are like want to reverse chronic diseases, right? It's not really meals for necessarily weight loss kind of thing, right? They're really geared towards more of that performance. Yeah. You know, I still, I still stand by the fact that my meals are healthy for everybody, you know, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but my pitch isn't to people who have chronic diseases. However, if you're an, if you're dealing with chronic diseases and you've put in the research and you have a good relationship with your physician, I, I believe that we would come to the conclusion that these meals are healthy for everybody, regardless of where you are on the health spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. Some meals may be heightened in, in sodium, so that may not be for you, but not all of them. Um, and where some customers who are dealing with some chronic diseases may see the uh, the uh, the carbs is rather high. Um, well, so is our fiber and, you know, and, and we're low calorie, you know, so mm-hmm. I would imagine that a physician would probably say, Hey, you know what about those carbs? These are good carbs. These are coming from legumes. These are coming mm-hmm. from, you know, grains. These are coming from vegetables. This is a different animal of carbs. And these are carbs that you shouldn't be scared of. Do you want to monitor them? Sure. You definitely want to monitor, you know, your intake and you work closely with somebody who can help you manage that. But um, yes, we are definitely, it just makes it easier as far as, you know, our identity that we are for peak performance, because I can speak to that. Um, I don't have a lot of background or experience with chronic diseases personally, and, and I don't have a history in battling them. Um, and quite honestly, I think you kind of get into some legal waters when you're trying to promise a product mm-hmm. to help somebody with chronic disease. So that's another hurdle that I just didn't want to deal with. Uh, but yeah. I will unofficially say that I think <laughs> our products are healthy no matter where you are in your in your health journey. So, but we just don't specialize and we just don't specifically market to people that are dealing with chronic diseases because mm-hmm. it's just something that is a bigger hurdle for us. And, you know, quite honestly, who are we if we're not specializing in something? You know, I don't, you know, I've tried that and it's some, it was a hard lesson where I tried being perfect for everybody. I tried being the right product for everybody and you just wear yourself thin and you have no identity at that point. So, you know, being really hyper-focused in the performance of, you know, younger, healthier uh, demographics, it really is helpful to us. But if you're working with, uh, if you're working with coach Kayla, and you're, 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 you're a little bit older in, in your age and you may not have made the best choices, but you're on the up and up. 
you know, I still believe that our product is good for you because you're eating healthy, you're working out and, you know, you're, if they're working with you, I know they're better educated. They'll be able to look at our, 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 our ingredients and our nutrition label and say, oh, okay, this is a good choice for me. Uh, I'll cook some of my meals, but it's great to know that I have a healthy meal in my freezer ready to go at any time within five minutes uh, when I just don't have the time to cook my own meal. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So let's start to wrap things up. Sure. Um, is there anything else that you want to tell everybody? Like where could, you know, where could they find your meals? Where do you ship to that sort of thing? Or maybe a project you're working on right now kind of focus on. Yeah. You know, as a, it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, like I, I never wanted to become a, a restaurant because it just was, it was just a model that I just wasn't, you know, interested in doing. Um, Cause there's just a lot of extra work that distracts from the overall goal. Uh, but, you know, as a, as a meal delivery company, we're online based. So there's, there's some you know, positives and negatives to that. The positive is, is, you know, we don't get shut down right? Like there's, you don't have to wear a mask to go to our website. You don't have to be vaccinated to go to our website. You know, there's just a lot of red tape mm -hmm. that has allowed us to continue to be in business today. Uh, but the downside is, is, mm -hmm. you know, a big part of our growth strategy was events, going to events, you know, in 2020 and, mm -hmm. you know, there were no, almost no events. There was like a couple local running events. And that's where not only is it a part of our growth strategy to be, you know, to, to meet new customers and, and understand their needs and get their feedback. Uh, but it's also, you know, an energy thing for me. Like the, I like working with people. I like the peer to peer energy of, of hearing somebody's story and, and getting their feedback. So it's something that keeps me, you know, going for to be able to have these in-person um, events. Now, COVID has affected us in that standpoint. We did literally no events in 2020. Um, in 2021, we did start seeing some more events come back, but I don't think they're in full swing yet. And now we've all got, you know, what I consider the, you know, the predictable surge in in, in these cases lately. It feels like everyone has, is getting this, uh, this po these positive cases. Um, and I'm really concerned about, you know, how that's gonna affect in-person um, events. So, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough that you can find us online. You, you know, my information's there. You can email me directly. You can ask questions. You can, uh, use me as a, a collaborative effort to talk about, you know, what your meal planning should be. Um, and then, you know, our goal really is still to have a larger presence in running events, in health events, in, you know, whatever, and try to just grow our footprint of like where we can, where you can find knife hand meals. So the events is one area that we're really trying to grow. Uh, the other area is, is semi retail, right? Like seeing if there's any gyms that are interested in carrying our products um, where people can grab and go. Um, I know that the, 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 the gym industry has just been decimated just like the restaurant businesses. And I'm very careful mm -hmm. about you know, approaching them because I know their sole focus is trying to really bring in more of their 
their customers from, you know, who, who, who basically ended their membership. Um, but if they can understand that they're providing an additional amenity to their customers, they're providing an, a one-stop, you know, here's your healthy meal before or after you work out. I think it's a good relationship. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really so much interested in doing the, the drop ship where like you order your meals and you pick them up there. It just, we're just not built that way internally from an HR standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having meals that are you know already there that you can grab and go is part of our growth model. Um, and it's not just with gyms, it's hotels, hospitals, airports, you know, anywhere where there's high foot traffic, you know, universities, if we, uh, if there's, if there, if it's compelling enough to have frozen vending machines in these locations, I think that would be a really good, um, I would be really good for knife hand to continue to grow and be on the radar of more people and help grow the movement of the plant-based going man- mainstream. So that's, those are the things that we're awesome. working on. Those are the hurdles we're working on in, in 2022 and, um, looking forward to it, you know, and I'm looking yeah. forward to working with you a little more often. I think mm-hmm. you and I discussed, we, we might potentially do, you know, a program together where it could benefit yeah. your customers and, you know, mm-hmm. introduce them to, you know, some of the benefits of having a plant-based meal ready, uh, yeah. as well. So, uh, yeah, exciting, exciting. I think 2022 is yeah. just going to be a very fast paced, uh, exciting year for, for knife hand. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. And you can order meals online, right? And they can be shipped all over the U.S.? Yeah, we ship coast right? to coast. Yep. Okay. Uh, no surprise, we get a lot of orders from uh, uh, California. So if you're worried about, oh, you know, nice. frozen meals being delivered, all of our meals are blast chilled, flash frozen. They're very, very solidly frozen uh, when they're shipped. But they're also shipped in boxes that have insulation liners. Um, the meals are put in there. We use ice packs at the moment. It's not the most sustainable uh, option from an environmental standpoint, but you know we're small business and we're growing. And when we can, when we have the ability to invest in more sustainable, environmental friendly packaging, you know, it's it's on our radar. It's definitely a priority to us. But uh, yeah, we can ship anywhere in the United States, um, and it doesn't just have to be to your home. It can be to your office. It can be to your hotel if you know you're traveling. Um, and we're willing to accommodate and work one-on-one with, you know, what, what your, you know, needs are from a logistics standpoint. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Good. I wanted to make sure everyone knew that as well. Um, yeah. They're not just local. They can be shipped all over the United States. Um, and then last but not least, my last question for you would be, if today was your last day on earth, last day on earth what would you want everyone to know that's on their plant-based performance journey? Everyone who's on their plant-based journey, um, I think there's a social aspect, right? Like, you know, try to find people. It's easier to maintain the plant-based journey uh, when you've got, you know, a partner in crime, you know, really, whether it's online joining fitness groups, uh, plant-based groups, or if it's locally, uh, start your own, right? Start your own group and really try to kind of, you know, uh, harvest a, a following and, you know, don't do it alone. I mean, if, if you can do it alone, that's great. But, you know, I, I think just really try to build that community around yourself. Um, and it makes it easier. You can share recipes, you can share <laughs> tragedies, you know, mm-hmm. you can share a lot of information and just hold each other accountable and uh, have somebody to confide in when, you know, when you're, when you're struggling with things. 
Um, also, it, it doesn't have to be an all-in, all-out mentality, right? I think a lot of us suffer from, oh, well, you know, I ate bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I fell off by eating one cheat meal. Now everything's ruined. Well, no, it's not. I think, you know, it's hard to create multiple habits. So focus on one habit. If it's if it's just plant-based, you know, try to do your best, but don't give up just because you may deviate from that that diet. Don't give up on yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and I think having a good network and a good social network will help you, you know, lift you up and, and not feel bad about, you know, having a cheat meal. Um, it doesn't have to be all in. Look at me. You know, I feel like I'm as healthy as you could possibly get. Uh, and yeah, I consume some animal products, but I do it at a very, very small scale, very limited amount. Um, and I don't beat myself up on it. I used to have that, you know, imposter uh, syndrome, like, geez, you know, I tried really hard to go plant-based. I tried really hard to, you know, to assimilate the, the vegan products. And, 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 I, and it just felt like I was trying too hard. So now I feel more comfortable. You know, I don't mm -hmm. drink milk. I have a little bit of cheese. I have a little bit of meat, you know, sparingly throughout my, my week, if, if at all. But I know that, you know, in a, in a, in a way, like I've earned it, right. I've worked really hard. And so, uh, I would say, don't try to be all in all out. Uh, don't put a label on yourself. Um, just do your best. And if you have a cheat meal, get back tomorrow's another day so that's that's yes. if, if the world ends tomorrow uh maybe <laughs> that really matters but uh it's not going to end tomorrow and i think those are things that you know anybody on their plant-based journey can walk away with and you know feel confident in yes i love that i love those things and you have to find what works find what works for you what feels you good to you and what is i always say Whatever you choose to do, make sure it's something you can do long term. And if it's too strict, then it's just it's not going to work. So <laughs> we have exactly. to find our way. Exactly. So, yeah. I love that. Awesome. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everybody before I leave? Before we no, leave? I, I think, you know, be on the lookout. You know, we're going to share a, a special coupon code with uh, Kayla's listeners. Um, I'll, I'll reach out to her after the show and get her some of that information. But you know, as you know, expressing my gratitude to you. Thank you for, you know, coming into the plant-based um, family uh, and, and staying in touch, you know, over the course of a, a difficult time uh, that our country is going through. And, you know, uh, I look forward to working with you in 2022. And um, if, if you're one of Knife Hand's customers and you're seeing this, um, mm -hmm. I highly recommend Coach Kayla. She's great to work with just such a real kind soul. And I, I think she's really flexible to help and really genuinely cares about helping her customers, whether it's from a dietetic standpoint or from a running coach standpoint. Um, she's got a lot to offer. So I, I look forward to working with you more in 2022, Kayla. Oh, thank you. And same yeah. to you. I, I love what you're doing and the passion you have for you know, just giving these plant-based meals out to people and making it just easier for them and realizing like, doesn't have to be as difficult as it, right. it, it is. So right. yes, thank you for all you do. And I'm excited as well for this year. So with <laughs> that, thank you everyone for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Have a good weekend. Thanks so much for
for stopping by on the Plant-Based Performance Podcast. If you could do me one favor and share this episode to someone you think would like it, I'd be forever grateful. Also, please leave a review by going to iTunes and let us know what you would like to hear more of. Or if you have a question, leave us a voice message. Thanks again so much. Thank you.